You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live right now on the Psalmist Voice on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to the Voice to the Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. What's up, everybody? This is John and Sequoia Howard of the Agape Music Group. Hey, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Let's get it. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays Refet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D., at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Great week. 
I want to thank everyone around the world who are listening. So let me shout you out really quick. Now, let's pray first before we do anything. You know, we can't do nothing without the Lord. So let's pray first, and then I'm going to shout you out. That gives you the opportunity for you to go ahead and share it, whether you're listening to Facebook, TPV Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio, or whatever platform that you're listening on. Please take this opportunity to go ahead and share the month of October, all things domestic violence. So if you have a friend, a cousin, a mama, a sister, a brother, anyone you know who is in an abusive relationship has the potential to be in one because you see the flag and they don't take this time now. Share as we pray in Jesus' name. Mighty God, mighty God. Glorious Father, awesome are you in all of your ways. Lord, we want to thank you for today. God, we give you praise. We give you the glory, mighty God, that is due unto your name. There is absolutely none like you nowhere, and we thank you. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, and we ask that you come into this show, mighty God, and you have full course Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Speak through your daughters, we pray, mighty God. Father, we want to thank you even now. We plead the blood of Jesus over the airways that no weapon formed against the show shall prosper. We come against every plant and plot of the devil. We plead the blood of Jesus. We come against it, not in our name, not in our strength, not in our spirit, but by the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood of Jesus, and by the Holy Ghost fire. So, mighty God, we want to thank you right now. We bless this radio station in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for Pastor Chris, First Lady Shanice. God, watch over them. God, keep them. God, protect them. God, meet their needs, mighty God, for what they are doing. Give them the strength. Continue to encourage them. Continue to hold them up, mighty God. Everything that's coming against them, mighty God, they're getting bombarded the left, the right, the east, and the west. But, God, there is nothing impossible for you to do so god as we continue to lift up your name on ttv radio network you told us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel give us the strength give us the tenacity help us oh god not to straddle the fence help us not to compromise but continue to speak what thus says the lord and you and you alone mighty god will get the glory out of our life i thank you god for our guest speaker today we pray mighty god in the name of jesus that you bless her and her family continue to watch over them and keep them we thank you for the love we thank you for your peace and we thank you for your patience have it your way mighty god in the name of the lord jesus christ of nazareth we pray amen amen and amen again i want to thank you so much for being here it is tuesday october 5th whoa Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. You guys, we are less than 90 days away from December 31st. What, no? January 1st, 2022. I'm going to just say it like this. If you ain't got it together yet, this is a perfect time. Excuse me. For you to get it together, as always, after every show, I give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus, to surrender your life, because it would be a disservice of me and of this platform that the Lord has given to TPV Radio Network for us not to extend Jesus Christ to you. Amen. So I want to thank you. Let me give shout out. Shout out to the United States of America, wherever you are listening to in the U.S. of A. Thank you for being here. Canada, thank you for being here. The UK, thank you for being here. I want to thank all my island people. 
Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, U.S. Virgin Islands, wherever you are in the Caribbean that you're listening. I want to say thank you so much. South America, Australia. I want to thank the people in Europe that's listening. May the Lord bless you, continue to bless you, my people in Africa. I know Kenya is on. I know uh, Nigeria is on. I know Ghana is on. And you guys, we want to thank you for the love. We want to thank you for the support. But we pray and we ask you that you continue to pray for us. Because what we're doing on this platform, the devil is not too happy about it. We are snatching people out of hell every day, and the devil does not want that because John 10.10, the Bible tells us that he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have life in abundance. Amen? So we are extending extending the gospel to whosoever will. You are welcome. I welcome you. I thank you, Pastor Chris, Sister Shanice. Again, thank you very much for this awesome platform to be able to tell my story, to be able to tell the love of God, to be able to let the world know that Jesus saved. There's nothing that you can do. There's no sin that you have ever committed that could ever cause God to not love you and for God to say, you know what, you're too far gone. There's nothing I can do with you. So I thank you. This is the month of October. The month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month as well as Breast Cancer Awareness. There are many uh, victims of abuse who are also have gone through cancer and are here. So to you, I give you a good God bless you. You stay strong. You keep fighting. This is not your portion. The great and the best is yet to come in your life. So I just want to thank you. Don't forget, go to lubrebooks.com. If you have not registered to get that free ebook, go there, do that. Don't forget, while you're there, you can pick up any of my books. And already in advance, I say to you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Today we have an awesome guest speaker. I'm going to let her introduce herself. She is, well, like I said, I'm going to let her introduce herself. <laughs> I almost did it. I almost went back on my own word. You know what I'm saying? But would you put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and welcome, help me, let me say it like this, help me to welcome our guest speaker for the day, Mrs. Jodice Jackson. Give it up. Give it up, everybody. Hello. 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 Hi, Jodice. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. I will give you the floor to introduce yourself and let the people know who you are and who you is and where you're from and what you're doing. <laughs> okay. Well, I am uh, Jonice Collins Jackson. I am definitely excited to be here with you. Um. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to come on to your show. Yay! I'm so excited for the opportunity. Um, I am the proud owner and founder of Dangerous Flower. And Dangerous Flower is a nonprofit organization geared towards women in domestic violence situations with children, single too, who are ready and willing to trans- um, transition out of that situation. So we're here for help, we're here for counseling, we're here for job research, we're here for um, educational skills, those things that um, we have um, missed or 
that has bound us in the domestic violence situation that we went through. And so, it's just my first baby. My little is, is growing, and we're here to help. Amen. Amen. All right. So, uh, tell me, how are you connected to domestic violence? How? How? What made you familiarize <laughs> with domestic violence? Um. Well, I think it was about eight years ago. I was uh, dating this gentleman and I had um children um along with dating this not not with him but while I was dating him and stuff and so he would used to bash me a lot. You go to church too much, you're effing the pastor, you're doing all kind of obnoxious things. You're be this and be that and one day he ended up choking me. Jesus. And so <laughs> and so at that moment I had to come to realization what exactly I was experiencing. But I went back because hmm. I I thought that there was love. I thought that's how I was supposed to be treated. If I feel like he loved me, I should stay there and do as he say and stay at home and, you know, let him see me. But at the same time I found out he was cheating. And so, yeah, that that's the gist of it. Okay. Um, now, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask yes, I was going to ask you when you met him because we all know how in the beginning everything is sweet, the love bombing and stuff like that. You don't see it coming. You think you got a gem and all the while is a piece of stone and, and they, they carry themselves like they're a diamond, but, you know, cubic zirconia nonetheless. Did you see right. any signs? Were there any red flags that you look back afterwards and say, oh, my gosh, it was there. I missed it. Yeah, I definitely seen red flags, and it was it was. Okay, I'm totally transparent. When I first started talking to him, he was married. Okay. And he invited me to his house. And little old me took my ugly self over there. That's what you thought. To his house. Yeah. With his wife and his family and all that kind of stuff. What? And so... I didn't realize it until I finally got out the whole situation and like, oh my God, not only did I put myself in there, I stayed in there and thought that that was cute. So you meant it was like a three-way relationship? No, 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 no. He was cheating on his wife with me. In her house? In her house. My God. I don't think I've ever had anyone who told the truth like that before. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, if you don't heal, you got to heal properly and tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. So I'm man. here to heal. And, I'm, and I've been healed and I'm healing completely. That's right. Healed. And so, um, you know, not long after that, he, he divorced and I still continued to talk to him. But then I, I married um, and then I 
you know, stopped talking to him because I was married. I respected my marriage. Like, we all was taught, you know, respect marriage and all right. that. And yeah. so I had got a divorce, you know, after I got married when I was 20 years old and I got a divorce at 23. That was my first marriage. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went through domestic violence in that marriage, but I didn't realize it until I was out of it because he began to cheat. He had a friend um, who bought over his girlfriend and then bought the wife to the birthday party. And so, yeah, so um, it just all opened my eyes about, I don't know when, as as I grew up, it all just opened my eyes. I was grown, but I wasn't grown up. Right. My age said I was grown. But my mentality said I, I still had childish slaves. And so right. um, when I grew up, I realized that all of my relationships were domestic violence related. So mentally, I wasn't slapped. Though. I mean, I was choked that one time, you know, by that gentleman. And then I went back to him. But it didn't stop. The first her. one. Yeah. Well, that was my one of the boy, the guys that I was talking to, but my my husband my husband that I had first at husband. the time, mm-hmm. first husband, mentally, not verbally, financially, because mm-hmm. he was the only working person. I didn't work because I was taking care of our children with the money. Mm-hmm. And then you know I got married again after I got a divorce. At 27. But all this time, I was seeking to be validated and seeking to be accepted and thought mm-hmm. that if I got with a man, that would be it. Yeah. And it wasn't. Okay, now you you, you, you uh, describe yourself in a certain way with the first guy that abused you. You said, little old ugly you. Can you mm-hmm. tell the people why you describe yourself like that? Because I know, but some people may not know. And one of the things I like to do here on the show, like you say, the transparency, because there are mm-hmm. so many people who have been in the relationship so long, they're blinded. Or there are some yeah. that's given into it and they have no clue. So why would you describe yourself as, your, uh, as, as ugly? Well, for me going over to that lady's house, that was not right at all. Right. That didn't make me cute. That didn't make me hot. That didn't make me sexy. Nor did my low self-esteem. Right. So I had to have low self-esteem to stoop that low to try to please a man that didn't even belong to me. Absolutely. So that made me ugly. And not to mention, not to, yeah. Now here's the thing with the with the low self esteem issue in that manner. Now you feel that bad about yourself. I guess I'll ask you that. Did at any time he ever threw that in your face to make you feel even worse and to attack your self esteem even the more? To to you know, like like call you like the B word or a whore or something, you know what I'm saying? To just kind of throw it back in your face that look at you, look what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? 
No, not in that in that regards. It wasn't thrown back in my face like that. But I was okay. a in a in a whole I mean, and I would nobody want me because I had kids and all that kind of stuff, only to justify or to slap me in the face mm-hmm. mentally, and to keep me bound and and at his beck and call. Hmm. Wow. So if I'm ugly to him, then I may be ugly to somebody else. So let me just stay over here because at least. I can stay with him or I can be over Absolutely. here. At least I can have his company. Yeah, so you feel wanted. You feel like yeah. not what they're saying because in 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 reality I'm with you. But here's the right. thing because that was that was one of the things my ex-husband did to me. And just like you said, they'll make you feel like, especially women who have kids, they make us mm-hmm. feel like we're nothing and nobody else will want us. So it's like they're they're with us for pity and to take us out of an ugly place. But the right. reality of it is I think they know, even though we have kids and even though our self-esteem may have been low at that time, I still believe that they knew within themselves that we were still too good for them. We just did not mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can believe that one. I see that. Yeah. And still so too good what, for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so give me like a couple of signs that you saw in the first one and give me a couple of signs that you saw in your first husband. Were they the same or were they totally different signs? Um, they were different. Because I took a lot of um I took a lot of verbal abuse from the guy that I was dating. But it was a lot of it was a lot of cheating um, in my marriages. The first two that I had, and it was just so I don't even know how to describe it. Wow. But I didn't know it was domestic violence until I started researching. It ain't just about you being hit and slapped upside your face or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of verbal. It's a lot of mental. It's a lot of low self esteem out here. That puts mm-hmm. you in the same place as if you got your toe, your butt toe up. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, he, there's one part of abuse, and I want you to touch because you know you 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 say the mental, uh, the mental, uh, the mm-hmm. the physical of the choking, the emotional. But you said something that a lot of victims don't even realize they just say oh my husband is in charge of the finance or my boyfriend takes care of the finance can you just go a little bit into the financial abuse aspect that you that you suffered i can give you one example and that's if he give you money and then tell you how to spend it come on come on come on he give it to That's you and he tell you how to spend it. Yes. Not yes. not on yourself, not to go do something for yourself. For, for the house. Yourself. Here, I'm going to give you this, and then you do this with it, and you do that with it, and you do that. But yes. I thought that was for me. What? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I remember, I remember, I don't know if, if you guys can go back to when the second George Bush was in office. And that's the first time I ever heard of a uh, what are the, a stimulus check, and he gave us what four hundred dollars. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember when I got my money, I remember he took his money and he did whatever he wanted to do with it. And then mm-hmm. my money, he, I had to do with my money what I had to do because I had kids, so I got more than the $400. So I had right. to do with my money, and, and he did what he wanted with his. Many, right. many victims don't realize financial abuse, we don't even look at it as that. We just, we just, you know what I'm saying? Not at all. We just think, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm being abused, so nothing else exactly. matters. Exactly. And we don't, re- well, he, he works, so he takes care of all the finance. He buys me everything I need, so I don't really need any money. And that's a mm-hmm. way of absolute control, keeping the victim mm-hmm. in a place where they cannot move, where they can't do anything for themselves, right. far less to leave right. them and, and, and go somewhere else to get help. Mhm. So now, when when that happens, then a lot of us women become um, lazy, or we become mm-hmm. not um, enthused about getting getting out there and getting another job. We don't even have the resume etiquette, you know, to Come say on. that we can do anything. Come on, because speak on that. Because we've been for years and years at a time, right? Trying to to support a man who who out there doing whatever and whenever and however. Wow. Yep. Wow. So this, that this, is, this is... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it's definitely um, a great topic and a great eye-opener for other women to see that you don't have to be, you know, abused physically. There's so many other abuses. Uh, abuses that will make you feel the same way. Mhm. 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 It, ladies and gentlemen, when I when I speak, I always speak out of the reservoir of the things that I have suffered, and there are a lot of victims that cannot speak. And there are a lot of victims that are so afraid to speak. And mm-hmm. the reason why is, the, the thing is, sometimes there, I understand it when you are in the relationship where there would be fear to speak about it. But there are some who have been out for years and they still carry that fear that their yep. abuser placed on them when they was in that relationship. And some of the abusers are dead and gone. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And and I was, somebody somebody messaged me or, or did something this morning, comment me this morning or something in regards to PTSD and triggers. Do you mm-hmm. have any PTSD or triggers from what you went through? You know what I I did. I did. Um, so I'm married now for the third time and. Things that used to uh, bother me in the other marriages and stuff, and then I, I would, I get mad. I don't get mad anymore because I have to realize like what's going on. Okay, this mm-hmm. stems from this, so let me figure out how to back up and recalculate mm-hmm. my thoughts, and then come back around and do. It. Right. So it was. Um, I had a lot of anger and I had a lot of um, bitterness. I didn't know. I mean, it was it stemmed from way back, even 
watching as as I come into the domestic violence arena, I've learned that it didn't just happen to me and my family. Mm-hmm. It happened to my mother. It happened to my grandmother. Wow. You know, and so it's a different when you're looking at it that way. Right. Like, no, I know, did nobody, but nobody wants to talk about it because everybody is scared to talk about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Everybody is scared to, you know, put themselves out there because they're afraid of what people are going to think about them, what people are going to say about them. But I'm Absolutely. like, you know, we need to choke this by the head. Right. Because if we're still scared, I have a daughter. What is my daughter going to think? How is she going to react, you know, to if someone or some man or some woman, women out here doing the same thing too? Absolutely. Take advantage of her. Right. And not just raping her, but her knowledge, her love. Hmm. So if we don't tell the truth to this generation that's coming up, we'll forever have a screwed up situation. All right. the way around the board. Right. Now, you said your mom and your grandmother went through it. When mm-hmm. you were going through, did your mom ever pull you aside and say, well, I see these kinds, get out, or I see No, because I didn't tell. Oh, you didn't tell. Oh, they did. So I they, they didn't nothing. know him. Oh. I, they knew him. They didn't know the actions that was going on behind closed doors. Right. Because here again, I was scared. <laughs> right. And again, here's another, and, and another thing I, I, I say all the time, victims of abuse, we have been trained to be such yep. great actors and performers. We know oh, when to smile. Yes, we all deserve an Oscar. Oh, we know when to <laughs> we know exactly what to say. We know exactly how to sit because the, the truth of the matter is all he has to do is look at us, and we already mm-hmm. know oh, it ain't going to be good. The ride home is not going to be good. I'm not going to sleep very well tonight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we, we learn to keep a lot of abuse undercover, and that's why women, men and women continue to stay in that cycle because we yeah. don't talk about it so so it is so detrimental that we talk to our children about it i did a mm-hmm. an interview a couple of days ago and and uh here's here's another thing the children may we may think we keeping it away from them oh they but know, they know. yeah 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 now, when your mom went through it, was were you there, and did you know? Um, when I when I was a grown person, I was paying attention. Yes. Wow. I was but single. As as a child, it was through. You know, it's all about how you say stuff and how you do stuff. And so, my grandfather was a pastor in. Some of the stuff that he would say, like women can't ask questions or be quiet, you know, all that kind of stuff. It says it in the Bible, but we take it out of context. They take it wrong. So now we're given a whole different meaning of what exactly is happening. Mm-hmm. 
So instead of asking questions, you know, she would keep her mouth closed and, you know, whatever. But I didn't see it until now as as she described things to me, as she tells me how, um, you know, different things occurred while I was growing up and I didn't know anything. Then I'm like, okay, well, then that was that. That was, you know, uh, manipulation. (laughs) So just just do what I say. You have no mind to think for yourself because you're a woman. You don't know any better. Mm -hmm. And so my mom experienced. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, my there's mom had still so much of that mm-hmm. going yeah. on that you don't even pay attention to it. But go ahead. What were you saying about your mom? She had experienced it when I was um, some years ago. And the guy was manipulating her and isolating her. Mm-hmm. And so I happened to be the daughter that's around. And so now you can't cuss me out because I'm fixing to cuss you out. Well, you can't tell me nothing because I'm fixing, this is my mama. And she alive. And I'll be damned if you kill her. I heard that. I heard that. So uh, I, uh, I heard that. Uh, our producer, Pastor Christopher, he has a question. Would you mind if he asks? Hey, Pastor, Pastor Christopher, go ahead. <laughs> Pastor Chris, you got the green light. Pastor Chris? I can't hear him. Is he talking? <laughs> yeah, we can't hear you, Pastor Chris. Okay, but while, while Pastor Chris is coming along, let me let me okay. ask this. Let me say this. Uh, uh, I guess I'll comment and then I'll, yeah. and then I'll let you comment and answer whatever. But uh-huh. like you said, you guys grew up. Ooh, you guys grew up in the go. church, right? So, yep. so there is there are so many victims in the church that <laughs> suffers from abuse. As yeah. you guys were growing up in the church, besides your mom, did you know of any other women who was going through the same thing? No, it it wasn't like I was looking for it. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Because I had yeah. to recognize what I was going through first in my own first mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. I can say somebody else's experience and, you know, what I went through. Right. But there's a lot of ladies and women in the church which kind of geared me further into this before I, not before, but as I kind of figured out who I was and all that kind of stuff after I left those relationships. And um, they were always in something, abuse, or your husband talking to you any kind of way, or you feel some type of way in your marriage, or you tired of this, you tired of that, and I'm like, okay, so this is my arena, this is what, you know, yeah, is is bringing to me. Right, right. Okay, so, Pastor Chris, are you, are you, are you able to hear us? Can you come in now? Yes, can you hear me? Okay, yes, yes we got you now. All right. I'm sorry about that. I was like, hello, hello, and nothing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Yeah, I, I did Thank receive you. an anonymous uh, question, of course, because the sensitivity of the subject that we're talking about. So the mm-hmm. individual wrote, what was 
the it factor for you? And when was enough enough? I was three months, almost four months pregnant with my daughter. And I was, if you know anything about Texas, it's just uh, Highway 75 here. And I did not know, I thought that the guy that um, abused me was going to be the father. And he said, B, you go get a mother effing abortion. You ain't in and this and that. And, and I mean, cuss me. And I was on my way to go get an abortion. You find your own GB money to go get an abortion. And that was the straw. And I was on my way to get an abortion, driving down I-75, and the Lord, like, he was sitting in, in the passenger seat, was like, why would you go and kill something wow. I put in you? Wow. And I got my little ragged butt off that freeway and got on my side of my business. I said, I'm not doing that. I hear you. So he got to talk to me like in a in a way that because we friends like this right. my daddy was he got to talk to me like I can understand and I understood at that moment who I was mm. and I had a calling and my baby was gonna change my life and she's eight now and that little thing is so pretty. I recognize. <laughs> And I recognize a domestic violence abuse if I see one today. Hmm. You look in a certain way. If you walk in a certain way, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not playing oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the signs are there, ladies and gentlemen. The, the signs are there, okay? Mm-hmm. If If they're trying to control you, control who you hang around with, Control how you dress. Control what you eat. Control your very thought. That is not somebody that will let you be the you that God has called you to be. One of the many signs of an abuser, they try to change you into who they want you to be and not who God wants you to be. So they will make comments, like when they want to change the way you dress. My ex-husband would tell me things like, that make you, he wouldn't say the word fat, because he knew my self-esteem was already low. So one day I was going to work, and I will never forget that day, and I say I will hang on to that pink skirt and that gray shirt for the rest of my life because of a lesson that it taught me. I got dressed, going to work, feeling good in my eyes. I was looking good. I was working out. Everybody was standing up. Everything was noise, okay? And I got dressed, put my makeup on. And the entire time I'm I'm doing that, I notice he's looking at me, but he's not saying anything, right? So Mm -hmm. he left, didn't say anything. I finished getting dressed, got in my car. Right when we got to... 30 and Galloway in Garland, my phone rang. It was him. He didn't say, hi, I'm just checking to see if you made it to the train station. All he said is, that skirt you got on make you look thick. I was like, oh, my gosh, if I look bad, if I'm fat, why why didn't you tell me? Why did you let me leave the house looking like that? 
in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, my God, I'm going to be walking downtown Dallas. People are going to be looking at me because I look so terrible. And you know how they do big people. They point and, <laughs> yes, Jonas, let me tell you something. Girl, when I got downtown, I got so many compliments. Yeah. I got so many compliments that day. The brothers was like, dang, girl. You know what I'm saying? I got so right. many compliments. And that told me something. It's not that I look bad. It's that I right. look good. And he could not take the chance of somebody saying to me, girl, you look mm-hmm. good. So what he mm-hmm. had to do first, he had to tear me up. down first. Right, Mm -hmm. to make me feel bad about myself. So if anybody tried to give me a compliment, I can't even receive it. And I was like, oh, so that's what that is. And then whenever I said, you know what? I still have the skirt in my closet, and I still have that top in my closet. I said, I will keep it because when you don't know who you are, anybody Mm -hmm. can tell you anything, and you will believe them. Just like when you don't know who you are, anybody, who's you are, anybody can tell you anything and you will believe who they are. Domestic Mm -hmm. violence is all about control. It's all about domination and it's all about intimidation. If you have somebody in your life that's dominating you, that's manipulating you, that's trying to do everything they can to intimidate you, especially if you, because I was short, well, I'm not was short like I grew up since then, (laughs) 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 but I'm a short person and he's like 6'2". So a 6'2 tall guy walk up on a 5'4 woman, you know what I'm saying? You have a little height Mm -hmm. over me. So they will use their size. They will use their height, yep. even the, the masculinity is, uh, of their voice. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing? Yep. But you know what I'm saying? They, they, will, they will do anything they can to intimidate you. And I say to women and I say to men, if you have anybody who's doing that to you, I need you to sit down and I need you to make an exit plan. Okay, especially those of you who are living with that person, I need you to sit and who down. Is isolated. Huh? I said, and who are isolated? You can't talk exactly. to Exactly. You got to change your number. You can't get on social media. Oh, if they can take all of that away, they don't kill you. Okay. I I hope I hope I hope somebody's listening to this. They will cut you from everybody. Everybody. Your best friend, because when I was on the on the on the interview the other the other uh, the other night, okay, Pastor Chris, I have another question, but I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna have Pastor Chris ask that other okay. question. Come on, Pastor Chris, with all these questions. <laughs> I guess he's I guess he's getting questions, so he's passing the questions along. Yes. Here's the thing about an abuser: if myself, Joni. And another woman, we're in the mall, we're shopping, we're having girls' time. We're going to mm-hmm. get our hair done, our nails done, we're just going to be did up, okay? An mm-hmm. abuser, a narcissist especially, these people are, are <laughs> these people are great profilers. They can look between the three of us and know exactly That's which it. one is the weakest link. Weakest link. And the yeah. first, huh? I'm saying the same thing. Yes, ma'am. And the first thing they will do, they will separate the strongest one. 
Because the strongest mm-hmm. one is the one that's going to speak of what you want. Oh, no, we don't need your help. No, we got to carry our own bag. The strong one is always going to be the most vocal, and she's going to mm-hmm. let you know there's something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm, I just, mm-mm, yep. I just, mm-mm. Because I'm that one. And man. that's the, <laughs> yes. And, yeah, and that's the that. first one they're going to say, you know, you need to get rid of, of, of Jonice. You need to stop hanging with Jonice a lot because mm-hmm. I've heard something about Jonice and uh, you keep hanging around her, then that same name. Or that manipulation will come in so to, to separate me from her. Then they'll go to the second weekend and then they'll find something about the second. You know, she's jealous of you, huh? Let me tell you something. You right. might want to check your girl because she tried calling me on the side. You know what I'm saying? And they will remove mm-hmm. everybody out of your life. And when they've done that, they have you all to themselves. And that's when you see truly who they are. So, uh, Pastor yep. Chris, you can go ahead with your question. Okay. No problem. This question is from a man. Now, of course, you know, the sensitivity of our subject, I will not expose the name, but I will read the question. Now, he said, what do you say if a man is being mentally and verbally abused? Is that man soft? Is he soft? Ron yeah, like, like a punk, soft. No, you know, uh, no. Okay. Jonas, Jonas, go ahead and answer, and then I'll answer. No, if a man is being abused just like a woman, he better hurry up and leave because she's going to slap the hell out of him, and then she's going to uh, become a victim because he didn't hit her back. Hmm. I always say you cannot poke a bear. Okay. Because hmm. a man, at the end of the day, is going to defend himself. Okay. And if you all up in his face, just like a woman, you all up in my face pointing your finger and then you go to, you know, doing extra stuff, sit down, sis. Hmm. And hmm. then our men heal because we don't have enough black men as it is that's healed. Thank you. We got some black men, but they all jacked up because some of us females are not shut up and sit down. And not keep poking that man. When he says stop, just stop. Nah. Y'all want to get hit? I'm for the man too. I ain't, ain't biased. Ain't, but when I see a piece of piece, it's a piece all day long. And then get it used. Right, man. She ain't good. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> I like your sister Jodis is just raw and I love yeah, it. Just, I love yeah. it because it's true. Yeah, she's it's she's true. on the right network to be raw. Yes, she is. We hold yes, no punches is. and we give no chases. So that's None. how we roll. No retreat, no surrender. We 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 go with Mm-mm. the truth because the Bible tells us the truth makes us free. Oh wow. It makes us now, free. In everything I said, I, all my secrets is out. I ain't got nothing to hide. I don't care. So what you that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But like I say all the time, I am a mother of three. I am the mother of two men and one woman. Okay? Because everybody grow now. My daughter just turned, oh, Lord, 28 yesterday. Oh, and I'm still 25 myself. I just don't know how that happened. <laughs> I just don't know how that happened. But she, she, she done went by and she done passed me up. But I say this. I am a mother of men 
and I am a mother of a young woman. I am the grandmother yep. of one grandson and the grandmother of three daughters, three granddaughters. <laughs> yep. If you, as a man, you are being abused verbally, you are being abused mentally because some of these wenches, they are even bold enough to put their hands on the brothers. I yep. say to you the same thing I would say to a woman that's been treated that way by a man. I say to you, pack your bag, pack your suitcase, mm-hmm. and leave that witch alone. If you are living, thank you. If you are living in the house with her, in an apartment with her, let her have the house. Let her have whatever she wants, but you take your stuff. Whatever you can put in a trash bag, you take it. If you need to go back to Mama's house, if you need to go to Auntie's house, if you need to talk to your homeboy, hey, let me let me sleep on your couch for a couple nights. Whatever you have to do, that's what you do because you do not deserve any woman calling you no punk, no sissy, no Mama's boy. Another thing mm-hmm. female like to do. They need to target the male, the male private parts. Or you ate nothing mm-hmm. but a Vienna sausage, and I faked it all. And you, and they mm-hmm. they tell these men all these things to break their egos. And a mm-hmm. man without an ego is nothing. When you tear down a man from the inside out, he basically turned into slush. And the next time a, a good woman come around. He don't know how to treat that woman because mm-hmm. now he's looking at every woman like that witch that he left. So you're not soft. Mm-hmm. You don't have a problem. She has the problem because just like Jolie said, after you poked him for a while, sooner or later he's going to get sick of it and he's going to push you or you're going to slap him and he's going to slap you back. And just by the fact that he's a man, he has more strength and more power. And that's when a lot of females run to the police and say, he hit me, he hit me, he hit me. But these men have been suffering in silence for years. One in every eight men, no, one in every six men are being abused. One in every six men. So think of Six men, and one of them, six men with a woman or who had been with a woman or with a wife or whatever, one of them had been abused. One in every four women. We should not be doing that to our men. And like Joni said, we have a lot of good black men, but a lot of them are broken. A lot of them are broken, and because they are macho, and because they don't want to come out, just like this brother said, they don't want to look soft. They don't want to look like they're punk. They don't want to look like, like they're nothing. They will stay in there and take it. You don't have to take it. It is not your portion. It is not your portion. Because I'm telling you, I say it, and I'm going to say it again. I don't have no problem wearing an orange jumpsuit. Or a black and white okay. jumpsuit for the rest of my life. You, you know what I'm saying, Joni? Not that way. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I don't have no problem doing it because some of these females, they are out of control. And I'm, yep. I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying to find me a brother. Brothers, if you are listening out there, you don't have to tell your name. You don't have to tell anything. But I would just love, love, love for you to be one of our guests for the month of October. If there are any men listening, 
any man, ladies, if your man was once in an abusive relationship, please let him know. We would love to have him. Just like Pastor Chris say, we protect your identity. We don't tell him what state you're calling from, where nothing you. We just want you to come and just tell your story. Pastor Chris, do you have any input? Yeah. This this particular Yeah, this is this is heavy because even as a pastor, you get a lot of brothers, you know, this ain't a race thing, but mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of black men and you'll be surprised how many of them are abused. And yeah. a lot of them snap. Now, yeah. Not all of us go to jail for drugs. And all that's not right. true. A lot of times, it's for assault because of the mm-hmm. fact that being in certain states, certain states, yeah, a man will go to jail before the woman would, especially Absolutely. if a man is six two, he's two hundred and thirty, two hundred fifty pounds, and the woman's mm-hmm. only five feet five one. No, he's three hundred pounds these days. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, but them six is linebackers. Yeah, huh? and <laughs> yeah, no, she was saying she was saying that these guys now are live now, like they big oh. six twos. They not no little, oh yeah, you know, bean poles anymore. <laughs> but yeah, right, it, no it, more JJ Walker. Yeah, it's none of those no more. That that's that's old. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the grizzly bear look. It's the grizzly bear. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, but you'll be surprised how many of these men have been pushed to that edge to the point mm-hmm. where they snap and now they mm-hmm. sit in, in jail for something mm-hmm. that they were defending their manhood. Now, I know most men were grown up with manners and we were mm-hmm. taught never to hit women. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in a situation where you have a very impulsive woman and you're doing all you can to, you know, like a gnat, you're just shooing in the gnat yeah, away. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. And yep. one day, you deal with it. You deal, black men deal with enough. We, we not pray not to, mention to come home. Black you know, not we, to mention we, we pray he ain't going to make it home. Exactly. So not only that, profiling, the workplace, I'm already trying to make ends beat for my queen, and then I got to come home with this nonsense. Now, if there's no de-stressor, after a while, they're going to blow. And there's been a lot of men that I've talked to that were on their breaking point. And that's a very dangerous place to be, especially if you don't have God. Now, I'm telling you, if you don't have God in some of these situations, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in jail a whole lot quicker than you think. But you have to understand something, that the society we live now has changed, and the dynamic of the black woman has changed. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times with where we grow up, a lot of the dynamics, most of our sisters had to play two roles. They had to be mm-hmm. the mom and the dad. So mm-hmm. when you meet a man that's sensitive and 
in this society, that's considered weak. So when you meet a man that can be sensitive and you can be a woman for once in your life, that's mm-hmm. a hard pill to swallow, especially Absolutely. when you have yep. a man that's able to carry the weight that you've been carrying for so long. But again, our yeah. society has switched the roles so much that that's why uh, domestic violence is at an all-time high, especially in yeah. our churches. And then when COVID yeah. hit, forget about it. Right. I mean, we, we got mm-hmm. we got people go, jumping through through windows and and having wild wild west parties at their house, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just going everybody having WWE in their house. It just went straight crazy yeah. because we got yeah. so used to living our role. I go to work, you go to work. You pick up the kids or I pick up kids. So now mm-hmm. we're quarantined, we're in one spot and yeah, that's and we don't even know each other. Exactly. And we don't know each other exactly. <laughs> so that's when you really oh, find I'm... out <laughs> after your fifth movie of Netflix just how oh <laughs> you really are. That you didn't know I'm who didn't like red red pickles. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Let me stop stop running my mouth. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a very sensitive issue. And, you know, I know it's domestic violence month, but you'll be surprised how many men actually contact me when you have these platforms. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of men contact via either the text or via the Mm -hmm. back channels and – because it's very embarrassing for a man to say, Absolutely. hey, I'm being beat by my woman. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to be real. It's, go, it's very difficult. But, yeah, mm-hmm. for, for, for men out there that have stories, we would love to hear them. Uh, so, please, the number is on your screen. If you're watching us uh, via Facebook or, or Twitter or our YouTube channel or LinkedIn, you can – see the number on the screen, but I'll give it to you before I go, 515-605-9873, and you can give us a call live right now. we still got a few more minutes, and we will love mm-hmm. to talk to you. We will not disclose your name, and we will not disclose where you're calling from because this is a very Absolutely. sensitive issue. So back to you. I'm done talking. God bless you. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you so much. Uh, Jonas, you were saying something. Go ahead, honey. Um, I def- I have a gentleman that um, he was on my show, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he let it air out about him being um, in a domestic violence situation with two wives, ex ones. <laughs> with two what? Wives. Oh wow! Different different ones with different scenarios. Right, right. And so. Yeah, it's 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 definitely happening, and I wish uh, more men would come out and 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 tell their. I think a lot of men have more stories than women do. Mhm. Because we can feel we feel real froggy and, and jump real high. Right. It, it, it sometimes. So. Hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are just coming in. We are discussing domestic violence for the entire month of October 2021. We are going to have 
special guest speakers who will tell us about their experiences with domestic violence. And if I have enough people who contact me, we will even go into November because we need to talk. We need to let out what's on the inside because so many women and men, y'all are stressed out. Your hair is falling off, eating your fingernails, eating food. And when you do all that, then you get in verbally abused. You get in emotionally abused. So they'll tell you, oh, now you've gotten too fat. I don't want to have sex with you. You've gotten too fat. I don't want to be seen in public with you. And, and they just tell you all these things. Look at you, Miss Piggy, and, and, and stuff like that. So we have got to spread the word. The Bible tells us to cry loud and spare none. Sometimes we think it's only the word of God that we have to do that to. But we have to cry loud and spare none in truth to save lives. And many, many, many people are dying because of domestic violence. See, right now all you're hearing about is how many people that have died from the coronavirus, that have died from the coronavirus. You're not hearing Okay, you are not hearing how many women have died. Uh, the statistics say one woman dies every eight minutes. I remember a few years ago, was that last year? Yeah, before last, I looked up the stats in Dallas. The city of Dallas, not Fort Worth, not Arlington, not Grand Prairie, not Garland, not, not none of the other cities. Not San Antonio, not, not uh, what you call him, Houston, not Austin. The city of Dallas alone averaged out about one woman dying a day. 365 women died from domestic abuse in the city of Dallas alone. So if you are having 365 women dying in the city of Dallas alone, can you imagine the city that you're in, the state that you're in? Imagine the 50 United States of America. Imagine all the Caribbean islands. Imagine wherever you are, how many women who have lost their lives. Just think, we've been on the, we've been on the air over an hour, and if every eight minutes a woman dies, so guess how many women have died in that, in that, in that hour and a half that we've been on here? So at, at yeah. 64 minutes, that's eight women have died. That's the reality, ladies and gentlemen, of domestic violence. While we are here talking, somebody somewhere have killed somebody's daughter, have killed somebody's son or somebody's brother. Domestic violence does not have a face. Juanita Bynum one time said domestic violence had a face, and it was her, no, honey. Domestic violence does not have a face because if you're black and you say domestic violence have a face, that means only black women, Hispanic, Asian, Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. Caribbean, from Africa. It's happening everywhere. I have women across the world that reaches out to me. Women across. Mm-hmm. Somebody reached out to me this morning and told me that they went ahead and filed a restraining order on their boyfriend because a couple months ago he threw her down and broke her hip and she was in rehab. Mm-hmm. And I encourage her, go ahead and do that. There are no, there, there is and so, a protective order. <laughs> uh, exactly. And she said that, that's what she did. And I told her, what? do not ever 
go back to him. Because when you see they get in trouble, when the, they're, oh, baby, you know, I'm sorry, and, you know, I mm. love you, you know, I just I just lost my temper, you know, you know, I'm not like that, you know, you my boo, you my boo. And they will tell you the sweetest words, honey, the mouth of an abuser is sweeter than the honeycomb, you hear me? Because they will mm. tell you everything at that time you want to hear, and it is at that time your spider senses need to start percolating and say, oh, no, I'm out of here, buddy. Enough is enough. Until you come to the point, like Joni said, when she came to that, to that point and she said, I'm not doing that, we all have a breaking point. This mother yeah. reached out to me and she said, Diane, my daughter, she is in an abusive relationship. She said, I have tried. She tried to take her to, to some kind of facility. She said she left and went right back to the guy. I told her what she did not want to hear, but I had to tell her the truth. And I had to say to her, Mama, first of all, I condone you trying to help your baby. And it's mm-hmm. hard you seeing your daughter go through this. And I told her, until she come to the place where she say enough mm-hmm. is enough, until she hit a rock bottom, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing because. Thank you. Because sooner or later, sooner or later, we pray. And that's what I told her. I pray that God will open the eyes of her daughter and bring her home. Because if mm-hmm. not, like you say, Jonas, put some life insurance on her, get, and, and you guys, I know this is heavy, and you're like, oh, my God, Diane, this is so morbid. Oh, my God, this is what you're talking about. This is the reality of domestic violence. This is the reality of it. When they are in there and they are so blinded, they are so mm-hmm. caught up because they have nothing left because that abuser have made them to think and feel I'm all you got, and without me, you're nothing. And they come but to the that place. Also, if you let me interject, that everybody is not going to make it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And much That's we the reality. And, dance and all that kind of stuff, everybody is not going to make it out. That's and Because that's their life hurt. is going to tell the story. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's just it. I remember I was watching this this mama. Uh, that's a couple years ago because I think uh, Periscope ended up with ended this year, last year, whenever Periscope ended. But right, kind of before right mm. per, before Periscope ended, this mother was on there and she was speaking of domestic violence, and she said, "Now she is the one who has to raise her granddaughter." Because the boyfriend that the daughter had, she could not let him go. He put a bullet to her head, okay? My fiancé, a couple years ago, they had to bury a family member. He took her from Fort Worth, and I, he took her to another state. Was it New York or some other state mm-hmm. on, the, on the East Coast? And they parked up, and he blew her brain in the car. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. See, he couldn't kill her in Fort Worth. He couldn't kill her mm-hmm. with family around, but he had to put her in a place where she had nowhere to isolated. go. And mm. isolated her completely and then killed her, left behind her mother and her children and everybody else. 
This is the reality of domestic violence. This is why I come on here. This is why I get on Facebook. I'm trying to do the TikTok thing. I'm still trying to get it. This is why I'm trying to get back on 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 my podcast because this is the reality, ladies and gentlemen. Just like Joni said, somebody is not gonna get out because since we've been since we've been on here, it's now 707. That means another body has been added to the count. Another body. So right now, somebody is crying. Somebody's body, lifeless body, is being wheeled into the morgue. Why? Because they could not let go, because their self-esteem was too low, because they did not know they were loved and they are loved. If by nobody else, they are loved and wanted and appreciated by God. So, Jonas, I know you have a foundation. I'm going to give you an opportunity to go ahead and share with the people how they can, uh, if, if they need to get in touch with you, how, how they can do that. Um, well, it's a Dangerous Flower on Facebook. My website, pray for my website designer. She's going through some things, but it hasn't uh, came <laughs> up yet. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Every time I, it's time for me to get that website up and popping, something weird happens. I'm just like, okay. Busy. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we got to bob and weave with that situation. Nevertheless. Right, uh, right. <laughs> We're Dangerous Flower on Facebook. I will create an Instagram for Dangerous Flower and all that other kind of stuff. Um, we have, if you like to donate or give your money, because, you know, we got rich friends now that need to go and get their money away. Because right. we're coming on up. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, you can cash up a uh, dollar sign, Dangerous Flower. We have Bank of America. Dangerous Flower Incorporated. Um, I do have a business phone number. I don't have it just yet. I'll give it to you. Get it to you okay. here in a little while because <laughs> I'm actually doing hair right now. So Okay. <laughs> That's uh, a mama for you. <laughs> That's a mama. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting out there, and soon we'll be having our end goal is to have a transitional home for individuals who are ready to transition out of that situation. Um, mm-hmm. And we will be able to provide um, outsource, outsources as well as um, life skills and just things to help uh, get you back healed, healthy, and whole and get you back out mm-hmm. in the community and establish mm-hmm. a great relationship with yourself first, right. with God, and with your children. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, dangerous flower. Yes. Right well, on no Facebook, S. dangerous, dangerous flower. F L O W E R. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Now, now, <laughs> huh? Isn't it cute? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> now, now, I know you're remarried. You're married to a great guy. I know he's a man of God, a man of prayer. Can you can yes, you ma'am. tell us, yes, ma'am, big brother? Can you can you just tell us what make you choose him? 
Um, well, actually, it was my my turn not to choose anymore because I chose the other one. Good so one. God. Uh, <laughs> God Very good. Me to choose whoever I want to because I needed somebody. And he was like, all right, I'm going to let you do it. So mm-hmm. when you get tired, you let me know. Right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, he, he's a great guy. I did struggle with uh, letting him be the man because I often played all the roles. And hmm. The worker, the, I mean, I, I was an income. I always had a hustle. I enabled one of the husbands to sit at home like he was cute. Wow. Um, you know, I was timid. I didn't say anything. So now it's just like I, I have learned to step back and, and be a wife and a mother in the Jonies if I need to be oh. or when I need to be. Okay. Okay. Okay, Pastor Chris said we've posted your info. We posted your info, so yeah, on 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 the on the show on the screen. I'm sorry, while we're streaming, so they're they're seeing and they're hearing your your information. So we 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 got you like that. We got you like that. Awesome. <laughs> and then every Thursday this month, um, we'll be on our on Next Level um, Internet Radio, uh, talking about domestic violence. All right. So, All right. I'll Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. The 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 more we talk about it, the more lives we save. And yes, the reality is that we cannot yeah. save everybody, but we can right. save a lot of bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, when when we put the information out there, we're not just putting it out there. We when we tell our stories, because I I heard somebody say that or posted that. However, it was said. I forgot how it came to me, but it was said that victims tell their story for pity. Now, there might be some people who tell their story for pity, but we Mm -hmm. don't tell our story for pity because we know what happened. We know Mm -hmm. what we, we, we know what takes place. You know what I'm saying? We're not telling you a story that we saw on TV. We're not telling you what we in a book we're telling you what we walked through you know mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if anybody ever got punched so hard in the head that your days your your head is just it's like you've been spinning in circles for days and you're just walking around and your head is just swimming okay wow. that's my reality I don't know how many women have had a gun put to their head and it was by God's grace the trigger could not be pulled. That's my reality. I'm not telling you that to say, oh, my God, poor you. Oh, my God, that is no, honey. I'm telling you these things to say to you. If a brother tell you I'm going to kill you, do not think, oh, my God, he loved me so much. Or, oh, he just don't want nobody to be with me. Oh, uh-huh, girl, it's so good. He don't want nobody else to have it. No. If he tell you he's going to kill you. It's a red flag. It means go. I know green's supposed to be go, but it is a red flag. That's when you pack up and you run. You do not turn back. And when we say no contact, 
no contact. The only time you may have a little contact if there are children involved. But you make sure you get you an attorney and you make sure you have all your evidence and you ask the judge, I want absolute and total uh, uh, rights to my child. Because as long mm-hmm. as they have a right to that child, they seeing you, guess what? They have access to you, especially if the babies are three, five years old. That means for the next 13 years, they have access to you because you, are, you will share that child forever. So you have got to get out. You have got to go because let me say this. If he kills you, your baby is an orphan. Because he gonna go to jail, and some of these suckers are so weak, just so they yep. don't go to jail, they'll kill themselves too. So your baby yep. is left behind to the world, to the wolves. And as we all know, nobody takes care of their children like a loving mother. Now there are some mothers out mm-hmm. there who are wolves as well, but any mother who loves her child, she will give up her life for her child. Now when she give up mm-hmm. her life for her child, when you give up your life for your child. What's going to happen to your child? You're not going to be there. So when she yep. brings home little Jimmy and when he brings home Taisha, you cannot say, oh, no, baby, I know that's fine right there. Not. She don't want you around your mama. No, no, that right there, no, that's controlling. Oh, he don't want you over here? No. Why mm-hmm. are you dressing like this all of a sudden? Oh, well, that's what Jimmy said to wear. That's what Keisha mm-hmm. said. No, they are trying to change it. We have got to do what we got to do to stay alive for ourselves, mm-hmm. for our children, and the next generation. Because I'm telling you, we can no longer remain quiet. The more mm-hmm. we are quiet, the more people are dying. Yes, people are going to die, Diane, regardless. I hear you. But if we can save one person today, right. if we can save one person today, to God be the glory. If we can save one person today, Thanksgiving is next month. That mama, mm-hmm. that auntie, that brother, that father can be at the table this year. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day passed, Father's Day passed. There were empty tables. There were empty chairs, weddings, empty right. chairs, empty tables. Because why? Somebody decided. Because if I can't have you, nobody else can yeah. have you. Y'all stop. Falling. This is not love. This is not love. If I can't have you, nobody else can't have you. This is like a gigantuous red flag. If I can't have you, nobody else will have you. I'm going to kill you. Do not stand. Do not pass gold. Do not collect $200. Take that sucker directly to jail. Your life mm-hmm. depends on it. Doris, do you have any closing words before we leave? Um, I do. If you are willing and you are ready to come out of the domestic violence situation or come out of any situation, go seek help. There's counselors out here that are ready and willing and able. There's pastors out here, a lot of good ones, a lot of bad ones, but it's up to you to find the right one for you. And uh, that's all I have to say. Counselors are good. Stop thinking the counselors ain't, ain't here for us. They are here to help. Yeah. They are here to help. And I know, I'm going to say this in the black community, I know everybody tell you, if I got a problem, I just take it to church and I get <laughs> me some Jesus. But how many of you know church folks? 
Oh, my God. Church folks who go to church for Jesus, they got more problems than you and I. That first lady you see in that first lady's seat, don't think she's constantly happy. Okay? There are first... Oh, my God. Uh, First ladies, women who were supposed to marry bishops and prophets and pastors reached out to me and told me they have to cancel the wedding because of the lifestyle away from the pulpit. When we see these people in the pulpit, you have to remember behind closed doors, they are different people. Just like your husband, just like my ex-husband, just like your wife, just like your ex-wife, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever it is. What they are on the outside is not what they are behind closed doors. And we have got to stand up. And I cannot say that and I cannot stress it enough. We have got to come together and we have to speak up. Stop bashing. Stop bashing victims. Stop saying whatever they get, they deserve, because you never know when you or your child or your sister can get in that same relationship. You don't know. Do not bash. Do not do not pass judgment. Oh, he's weak and she's weak. We did not enter in this relationship thinking we were weak. We were not broken down until we got in there. Mm-hmm. Or they exposed or they exposed what we did not know we had. And rather than right. them loving us to help, took advantage of our brokenness and they took advantage of our love and of our heart. And that's why we're here. Pastor Chris, do you have yes, any ma'am. closing remarks before before we leave? And if Sister Shanice is there, does she have anything to say? Uh, no, she isn't, but I, I will be brief. Um, I want to thank uh, Miss uh, Joni for coming on the platform to share yeah. her story as well as her awesome business that she has uh, to help your fight, uh, Deanne, in domestic violence and things like that because it needs to be heard. And, yes, you're right. You'll be surprised that the, almost the largest number of domestic violent abuse is coming from the pulpit. Uh oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in trouble with that one. But <laughs> things like you said, from the pulpit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you you got in some of the churches, you got the big hats, so a lot of the ladies can cover up the black eye. Uh oh, um, sorry. Come on. Or 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 some of some of the fellas now, a lot of them are wearing skinny jeans. I, I still don't get mm-hmm. that. I'm sorry. But, you know, a lot of these things that we're oh, doing Pastor in the Chris, church. You're about to get aired out here. Hey, <laughs> you are on the most controversial Christian radio station in the land. So we're used to it. We've been doing this for six years solid, and we're used to it. So yes. let's, see. let's see. I ain't asked for y'all to start playing the keys. I'm not preaching. So okay. stop. All right. So anyway, since you don't play, <laughs> well, since since I'm preaching, I got my right. two minutes of fame. Go ahead, get, get I your help come up. Let your help come up. Yeah, get your help wow, come up. And if you yes. love this word, what's a blessing in your life? Okay. Please yes. go 
to Dangerous Flower on Facebook. Hit the yeah. like button and follow yeah. this is Jackson right now. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the song. Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> she ain't that Miss Jackson. Right. She ain't sorry no more. She's blessed and highly favored to help you get out your mess. Let me stop preaching. All right. Okay. All right. All right. We can do it. In a few minutes. But anyway, let me stop. I'm done. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. You are now family, so you're always welcome to come back on the platform at any time. So, again, we thank you so much for coming on the platform. And, yeah, get some information from Deanne, or you could just like our Facebook page, and then you can follow everything TPV and what we're doing and how we make the church folks upset. Okay, I'm going to stop. Amen. All right, I'm done. Pastor <laughs> <laughs> Chris like trouble. Pastor Chris like trouble. Amen, you guys. I what? hope somebody somewhere heard of Jonice's story. I hope somebody somewhere heard of my story. The gentleman who asked the question, I hope you have taken the advice that we have given to you. And whoever else asked the question, how did you know when you you reached that point and enough was enough? I hope what we shared with you will cause you to come to that point in your life, not tomorrow, but today, and say, you know what, this is it. I deserve better. Enough is enough. My body is not a punching bag. There should be no reason for me to be walking around with a stick on my eye. There is no reason for me to be walking around in the summer with a long sleeve on because I'm trying to hide bruises. There is no reason for me to have a scarf, especially in the state of Texas in the summer because they have choked you out. You need and you deserve better. You cannot live this life, especially if you have children. Your children are watching. They are paying attention, and you are setting an example to them to say to them, what mommy is taking, what daddy is taking is the way life is. It's not so. It is not true. Do not let your daughter grow up to be somebody punching back or go upside somebody else's child. Do not allow your son to see that where he beats on somebody else's daughter or somebody else's daughter beats on him and make him feel like less than a man. There, there is enough trouble. There is enough issue. We have enough problems in our world today. We don't need to add no more broken people because broken people are drawn to brokenness. And in a broken Mm -hmm. home, everything in that broken home will be broken. So that means your money will be broken, your peace will be broken, your children will be broken, your grandchildren will be broken because this has become the norm and this is not the norm. You deserve better. So before we get out of here, like every Tuesday, if you don't know Jesus and if you have not given your life to Jesus and if you want to make Jesus the head of your life today, would you please repeat after me? Mighty God, we come in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for today. 
Lord, I come and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I ask, Lord, that you wash me in the blood of Jesus. I ask that you cleanse me. Lord, erase my name out of the book of death and now write my name in the book of life. I renounce the world. I renounce the devil. I renounce any and everything that has to do with the world. And today I make you my Lord. Today I make you my Savior. And at this very moment, Lord, I thank you because I am saved. In Jesus' name, if you said that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of the Most High God. And I want to say to you, God loves you. We love you. I ask that you continue to keep us in prayer. If you would like to sow a love seed to 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 TPV Radio Network, uh, go to tpvradionetwork.com. There you should be able to send in a love gift to say thank you. If you want to leave us a note, if you want to send in a message, an email, whatever, you can go to tpvradionetwork.com. While you are there, if you would look for victory over the weights of life, you would find the lady in the yellow suit. That would be me. I would appreciate it if you would give me a thumbs up and hit the follow button because every time we go on, you will get a notification. And, again, this entire month of October, we are dealing with domestic violence. Next Tuesday, we are going to have Pastor Wanda Black. She was with us in the month of June when we did the entire month of June on prayer. She will be with us next Tuesday, God's will. So, again, I want to thank you, Pastor Chris, Sister Shanice. Thank you guys so very much. Jonice, I thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. You need me, Mama. You call me. I'm here for you. So good night, everybody. And I say, walk with me, family. Let's go. Radio, Colleen, Texas.